praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you and bless you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We praise you and bless you. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy to be praised, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Worthy are you to be praised, O God, this day. Worthy are you to be praised this day, Lord. Glory to God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Have I not made you strong? Have I not made the gallon sweet? Did I not speak the word and the words came into being? Yes, I am the Lord God Almighty. I am here to meet your needs. Come to me, my children, for I have provided a way for you. Throw your burdens upon me, says the Lord. David, what he did to acquire Bathsheba, so he had a mind full. Look at the people I used. They're not perfect people. They're imperfect people by far, but he used them because they were willing. Mm-hmm. And he uh, showed me something else. He says, he says, you know, he showed me a, it was a very clear image of the man, the two men in the temple praying, and I'm like, holy man. God that I'm not like these people over here. Very pious. And the other man was not uh, considered a great person. And he was beating his chest and crying out to God and saying, you know, forgive me, Lord, I'm a sinner. He was on his knees. He was broken. And Jesus said, you know, that man goes home justified. The other man got soaked. Where you see, I am. 
Gottes Segen wird uns und auch wir uns müssen. I want to think at this moment if you have prayed for certain things, right now you pray for health, healing, just focus on Jesus and receive his healing power. Right at the point, right where it was that you need healing, you receive it. If you have been praying for your children, receive. For your salvation, receive for your purpose, receive for the goodness, things that you have prayed for right now receive from Jesus force from yourself this moment receive the impossible the impossible thing is what Jesus has shown us it's not the possible the possible only belongs to man but the impossible belongs to him and we want the impossible. Let's receive the impossible. There are things that you've been seeing is impossible for years, probably for your whole life. Let now that be broken and receive the impossible from God. Refuse and reject the enemy lies because in God, everything is possible. Amen. Receive from him. receive what it is you want to give us this morning. By faith we receive our healing, by faith we receive our deliverance, by faith we receive our miracle, by faith we receive you Christ, the fullness of your Holy Spirit. Fill us anew and afresh this morning, Father. It's time for freedom, Father God. It is time for freedom. It is time for freedom. It is time for freedom. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Yes.
Go to the microphone, please. This is the new And then don't be speaking the scripture that's coming to me. Nothing is impossible with God. And so I think the Lord is trying to say something here <laughs> about the impossibility. Everything is possible with God. Got to mm. trust Him. Claim the promise. Today. The Holy Spirit is in every believer. It's in you right now. Mm. You need to picture in your head. Mm. The Holy Spirit is in you. Mm. It's not something outside of you. Mm. It's in you. Mm. We need mm. to give room to the Holy Spirit that in us, in me. Learn to communicate with the spirit that's come in. It's in you. It's in you to do this impossible. Mm. In you. Right in you. Mm. But you need to communicate with the Holy Spirit in you right now. Hallelujah. It's not outside. It's in you. Hallelujah. And someone here, I think you you have a challenge with some task or some work that you think is impossible, you have no way to wrap your head around, it's it is possible today, Jesus said. Mm. Depend on him, ask of him that mm. how to get the task yes. completed. Yes. And the Holy Spirit mm. will said get it from my word exclusively go to my word and take my promises and know that I am in my word the spirit is in my word and I am in you and my spirit is in you and marry those both up and you can break that film
just for a second to pray this morning. Let's verify that. God, verify me on meeting Wednesday. What the Bible says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus dwell in you, he shall quicken your mortal body. In other words, whatever you need, he'll supply. Mm. But we have to reach out and touch him and believe that. That same spirit, that same spirit, mm. the same spirit that raised Jesus mm. dwell in you. Hallelujah. He shall quicken our mortal body. So whatever the need is, believe that he will do it. So it's just two things. As Sophie was speaking, that word in the Bible, um, you know, it doesn't say something. <laughs> you know, it's not something that God is going to be. He, he doesn't talk about things, and yours are not an exception. <laughs> so you don't have special things that God is not going to do because yours are a little bit on the side. All those things that we're thinking about are part of those impossible things that can happen. So your impossible thing is not, it's not that special, I'm sorry to say. It's yeah. just, <laughs> it's just, it's just another thing that we think is impossible, but God is especially in the impossible for you, for me, and for all of us. So I think we just need to hold on to that. Specifically, think about that one thing that is very impossible for you. That's the very thing that he wants. That's the very thing he's mm. going after today. Not the small ones, that very thing we're thinking about. So I just challenge us today to take that very impossibility and put it in front of God. So that's one thing, right? And then the other thing um, that was just coming up is uh, we heard in the song today that we can come to the Father over and over and over again. So he's saying, come to me. Don't stop coming. Don't give up coming. So come to me. And as I was listening to that song, it's like, the number of times the word over came up, I'm like, yeah, over and over and over. Because sometimes you start to feel like, gee, I'm going on and on and on. But that's okay. The Lord is saying, keep coming. Keep coming to me. Don't give up. Keep on coming. Keep bringing it to me. Keep bringing that thing, that impossible thing. Keep bringing it to me. So mm. I'm encouraging you today to just take your biggest impossible thing and keep coming, keep coming, keep coming to the Lord. Keep looking to him today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Greeting you. Yes, I see him back there. be afraid for I am gentle very important very important statement very important thank you for that Katie okay we gotta do some work um, first thing disbelief 
we're going to deal with two things, disbelief and what we think is impossible in our life. Disbelief uh, is not something that is a divorce certificate between you and God. It is something that every one of us walks with to some degree on some level. And uh, we just have to understand that. Um, and sometimes we can think that disbelief is something that just disqualifies God from ever working in our life. And I'm going to look at a scripture today that proves that that is not true. Um, so don't be afraid of disbelief. Uh, it, it's, it's very important. Um, I, I know there's different sides to this discussion that you've got to believe, and if you disbelieve, then everything is lost, and you've just got to have this, and it puts an incredible burden on our shoulders as human beings to try to believe unreservedly with this invisible, incredible, miraculous God. It's very hard to fit us, fit those two together. And the tension of that fitting of that together is disbelief, doubt, or whatever we want to call it. We're all on a journey, and we are all on a journey of, of dealing with disbelief. Now, I've been walking for the last year. I talk at nauseam with you guys about it. I wonder I even have a job anymore, but anyway. Um, but it's the, the idea of facing disbelief. And it's something we have to do. We have to do it. The one thing about disbelief is that it will keep us from entering into some greater things if we don't face it. But most of us, as soon as we see it, we panic and we fall apart. And we think, God, uh, I have disbelief, therefore nothing is ever going to happen. And instead of hearing what Judy just said, I'm gentle. I'm gentle. I'm going to guide you through this. Uh, the last thing we need is someone pointing their finger in our face saying, you're not believing, therefore you're never going to get, and you've got to believe, and you can't have any doubts, and you can't. That is that when you have that kind of faith, that is a gift from God, that's a gift of faith that makes you able to do some really like incredible things. But you and I are in process and we're in the process of what? Believing God every day. And we are in circumstances today in our world which causes it maybe in some people very hard to see God working and everything seems to be so scrambled. So, disbelief. It is not something that disqualifies you from God walking, working, and developing you further. It's not like disbelief, you're out of the class. God doesn't do that. The other thing is whatever it is that you think is impossible in your life, obviously God's putting his finger on that today. I don't know if you have something, I know I do, and something that looks impossible and seems impossible um, and you just can't get your faith up over it you just can't get your belief that God's going to do something up over that and I think God wants to to do something uh, when I came up the first thing I that came into my head is it's time and I said time for what 
for freedom. You got the same thing? Yeah, it's time for freedom. Um, and I'll tell you, who's ready for freedom? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we need freedom. Father, we need a miraculous move of your Holy Spirit. Dad, this is way above us. But like Sophie said, the Holy Spirit is in us. So, Father, I ask right now that Holy Spirit, you would show us our areas of disbelief. And as you do that, Holy Spirit, I just want people to stand as, they, as that's being revealed to you. To just stand with our areas of disbelief that we struggle with. Oh, Dad, this is a sacred moment. Dad, we're being vulnerable in front of you. We're being honest in front of you. And Holy Spirit, right now I ask that you would come and just speak into this area of fear and disbelief that we may have. Father, we confess it to you. <coughs> we give it to you. And we ask you, Father God, as that, that man cried out, Lord, help me with my unbelief. And Lord, you did not reject that man. You did not turn him away, but he got his miracle and his son was set free. So Father, we give this to you today. And we just ask you, Father, help me in my unbelief. Show me how to walk this, Dad. Show me, Holy Spirit, that is in me, how to not hear the voice of unbelief. Show me how to not hear it and to hear your voice that is saying, yes, I can do the impossible. Things are impossible with man, but nothing is impossible with you, Lord. Nothing. So, Father, right now as we stand and make this confession, I just pronounce in the name of Jesus Christ, in accordance with your word, that, Father God, as we have come and, and confessed our sin if it be called that in this situation that's weakness within us that father you are willing to uh, forgive us to wash us anew and afresh in the blood of Jesus Christ and to God put us back in right standing complete standing with you and father we receive that righteousness of Jesus Christ upon us but father I just now say show us what we think is impossible Show it to us, Lord, that impossible thing that is taunting us, that Goliath that is taunting us and saying, never, never. And Father, let us hear your voice that says, yes, yes, yes. It is time for freedom. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak freedom. Father God, I speak the move of your sovereign resurrection power, Jesus in these situations that everyone is standing here today thinking that it's impossible. But, Father, you said you can do all things, all things. When Jesus was in Gethsemane, facing the most horrific time of his life, but he said you can do all things. All things are in your hands. So, Father, we believe that you are greater than this impossible thing. You are greater than it. You are able to lift us up and over it and to carry on. We believe for healing. We believe for deliverance. We believe for miraculous intervention. And Father, we just speak a word 
in the name of Jesus. I just see David running. And he said, I come against you in the name of the living God. And Father, we come against this impossible thing in the name of the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we command that disease to be gone in Jesus' name. We command that situation to be fixed in the name of Jesus Christ. We, Father God, pronounce your power and authority into that impossible thing. And we speak freedom in the name of Jesus. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. All things are possible with you, Father God. All things are possible. We praise you and bless you for what you're doing right now. We praise you and bless you for your power in us, your Holy Spirit in us. Father, we stand in that. We stand in it, O oh Lord. We stand in it, Father. Quicken our mortal bodies today. Cause us to be raised up into your faith and belief. Let us see you, Father God, instead of the impossible. Let us see you, Father, instead of the impossible. Change our view. Change our perspective, Father God. And give us that overcoming attitude, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Amen. 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 Gary. Lord, we pray for Jerry. And Lord, I pray if he's supposed to go to a hospital and get an operation, and that's your form of healing, then Father, I pray you show him that. If it is a situation of divine intervention and you wanting to do it that way, then Father God, we pray it that way. But one way or another, we pray healing for Jerry's knees. That Father God, we just speak healing in the name of Jesus for his knees. Yes, Lord.
Something's not done. Something's not done. Can you feel it? Just go to the mic just so that you can. I don't want to move on and, uh, if something's not done. And we will pray for your cancer. One of the things that uh, the scripture says, if any man is sick, let him call for the elders of the church. Hmm. And to be anointed with oil and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Mm. Now, whether that rings anything to it or not, the fact is there is a scriptural mm. process for us to receive healing from the Lord. Mm. Amen. Mm. And that's something we need to do more of. Um, I know God wants to bring freedom. I know it. I know there is a dimension of deliverance and healing and miraculous intervention that we are not experiencing that we should be experiencing. I don't believe that everything has to be perfect, but I do believe some stuff that God works through some things and does miraculous interventions in some things. Um, and uh, so it just it's just um, trying to figure it out, not figure it out, but trying to let the Holy Spirit lead us in that. He's obviously saying today that he wants it. Obviously saying that God wants healing. He wants to see the impossible taken away. He wants to see these things. Some of you have experienced it in your life. Um, but for some reason, God is really putting his hand on it today. And I believe this church is going to be a place where you see that kind of, yes, there's something beautiful and powerful and wonderful about God giving us strength to go through our struggles. Absolutely. But there's another thing to see God deliver us from our struggles and to deliver us from our illnesses and to deliver us from these things. And it obviously very much is to do with belief and the way that we perceive ourselves and the way that we perceive God. And God is saying it to us today that he wants to see the impossible broken through. And uh, so we pray. We pray and believe and trust that God's going to do that. And... Uh, Brenda, you're standing for some reason. <laughs> Just go to the microphone there. You got to pick up the microphone. <coughs> Sometimes when God speaks, you start to question, is this God? God will say, do something that may seem very foolish and mm. outlandish. Mm. Uh, but that we have to act on it. Yeah. We can know God's word, but if we don't act on the word, not going to do anything for us. Mm. Here's an example. A few weeks ago, I said God had been speaking to me about letting go of certain relationships. And in the natural, it didn't make sense because these people were good to me, but good isn't always what it is. God's realm of everything is in a higher realm. And so I listened to that, those small voice, and I obeyed that. 
And since I've done that, God has done so many miracles in my life. Mm. Continually, every day, a blessing. But you see, people look in the natural. Mm. And what we have to do is when God speaks, we have to know it's God speaking. And when you know it's God speaking, not to ponder it, because if you wait too long, it's gone. Mm. You have to do it when God's speaking. Mm. And like I said, in the natural, that did not make sense. Mm. It didn't make sense. But I knew that God was speaking to me in the deepness Mm. of my spirit for a long time about it. And I have been delivered. I haven't had any guilt, remorse. I haven't had any lost feelings. I've had just total freedom, as what you talked about. Mm. Total freedom and peace. So this just happened to me. I knew it was God. I acted on it, and God has set me free. And he can do it in any situation. This was a miracle because it was really a battle for me. It was going on for a long time because Mm. the good was there, but then anything that's hindering our walk with God, if we're dealing with people that are critical, that are doing something for our walk with God, it's not going to help us. We need to be around like-minded people that will encourage us in the Lord because mm. there's times when we're down, we need that encouragement. There's times when we're not. Mm. But we, we will help one yeah. another that way. But I think yeah. that was a miracle. Thank you, Brenda. Um, it is true. Sometimes you have to make some moves. And uh, you, you do. You have to make some changes. You have to, whatever it might be that the Lord's trying to say to you. Um, going to pray. Father, Holy Spirit, is there anything else you want to do here today? Before I speak, but is there anything else you want to do here? For some of us, our lives are so upside down and messed up. There's so much been kind of dealing with this this lostness that comes and but all week it, it, I haven't had any trouble with it at all mm. and I'm trying to trying to figure out what 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 happens but I just feel like kind of blocked and so this morning I just was um, trying to spend some time um, being still with God and listening to him. And I, I really have a hard time with that. Mm. 
And I don't know if that's what kind of makes me feel guilty. And then, then I get this feeling that maybe you can get that right that time. Yeah, that's a counseling issue. So we could get together. And but I mean, we're in a war, right? Being blocked. Not totally, but it, I mean, we're in a war, and there's going to be something that is going to try to block our ability to believe God, to have communion with God, and it shows up in all kinds of different ways, shapes, and forms. Um, but we, we just have to understand that that's part, and we do. Most of you, all of you guys have been walking with the Lord for a period of time. You all know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. That's a fear. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one necessity. And understanding that most of the armor of God is uh, defensive. The only one, the only one part of the armor is offensive, and that's the sword, which is the word of God. The rest, God's saying, you got to wear armor. Why? Because you're going to be hit. You're going to be hit. Something is coming at you. God wouldn't tell us to wear. Paul wouldn't tell us to wear armor if there wasn't some, you know, reasonable understanding of it that we're in a war and you're going to get hit. But I mean, it, it, trying to—it's so important that we don't walk away from this morning and just go, "Oh, well, I wonder what that was all about." Um, but that we really—God saying something. He's saying something about the impossible. And our attitude towards it, and 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 about disbelief, and that don't be don't be thrown out of the classroom because you have moments or periods or durated periods of disbelief. Um, it's just part of the battle. It's part of the storm. Um, but God it seems to me I might be wrong here, but it seems God is saying that He's going to work in that with us. He wants to work in that with us and bring us above that. So it very quickly, I'm just going to say something very quick about yet another storm. Um, I think there's a graphic there, Jeremy, I think so. But um, the disciples, Jesus was speaking, and this will be very quick. Jesus was speaking, and he said, Get in the boat. We're going to the other side. And so the disciples get in that, uh, that boat with them. And Jesus had spent the whole day talking about kingdom principles, faith and kingdom principles. Up, and we've been speaking all day about it. So now they're getting in this boat and heading to the other side. And Mark 4, starting at 38, says Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. So... All of you have heard much better preachers than me talk about this piece of scripture. So what I'm going to say is probably nothing new, but it's certainly interesting that Jesus, in the middle of the storm, was asleep with his head on a cushion. Uh, maybe it's because he believed Psalm 4.8, which says, In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. And... Uh, scriptures are there for us to hold on to, to strive up to, to 
feed on so it gives us something to hold on to and believe when nothing else is giving us that ability. And thank God for the word of God because it is the truth in the storm. So the disciples, it goes on to say, the disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? How many of you and I, I know I've done it, said, God, why are you not doing something? Don't you care? Obviously, Father, maybe you aren't that loving God that I thought you were. Maybe you weren't that God that everyone was telling me about. Maybe that's what, and that those are the thoughts that come in your head. But a sleeping Christ is not a dead Christ. Commentator said that. Beautiful statement. Just because he's silent doesn't mean he's not there. Just because you're not feeling some overwhelming sense of power, authority, joy, and all of that does not mean that God is not in it with you. And this is something that needs to be held on to. And it's hard. It's darn hard to do it, but it's not impossible. And they woke him up shouting, don't you care ab ab about us? <laughs> don't you care that we're going to drown? They already had the whole scenario figured out. And maybe you in your head, I know I certainly go through scenarios that are completely catastrophic, and I see the complete catastrophic end. It's right there. It's, it's in your mind before you even have a chance to uh, debate it. It just comes flying into your mind. And you see this end horrible result. And that's what the disciples were, were going through. And, of course, they were feeling it. They had the waves and everything. And sometimes you might be in a situation that has a physical component to it that's telling you you're going down. The ship is going down. And we can jump ahead to see all that catastrophic thinking. It's something I... I've learned to fight against. Say, no, I know what that is. That's catastrophic thinking. And that's what anxiety and fear does. It makes you see the worst. If any of you have ever been in a difficult situation and the fear that you're having is about this horrible thing that could happen. It hasn't happened yet, but this horrible thing that could happen. A sleeping Christ is not a dead Christ. And then... It goes on to say in 39, verse 39, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? What's interesting about that is he expected them to have faith. They'd been walking with him for a couple of years by this time. And so he was really expecting them to have some more faith than they did. The disciples were absolutely terrified, terrified. Who is this man, they asked each other, even the wind and waves obey him. Pretty amazing, eh? And actually, the, the word there, when Jesus says that he, he tells the winds to obey and be still, that it is the same Greek language that he used when he spoke to a demon earlier in the day, or, or previously in uh, Mark. The same words were used. Uh, basically a be still and, and a muffling of it. And that's why some people think that the storm was actually a demonic attempt to try to kill them all. Um, but Jesus just got up and said, be still. <laughs> Lord. Dad, call me crazy. 
as I say, slit me liver, cut me throat. Um, I believe, Father, we need to be able to say those words. We need to be able to say those words of be still and the enemy has to, has to respond. And I believe that God is bringing this church into that ministry. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I just feel that God is saying this is the way this is going. Because is there any other way? Or do we just want to sit in a church that has nice sermons that talk about, you know, I saw a church sign the other day and it, it said altar of roses this weekend. I don't know what altar of roses mean, but I've been in service like that where it's all nice and fluff and it's nice and life ain't like that. I don't know the life you're leading, but I know the one I'm leading, and there's not a lot of fluff going on. It's not a lot of humpty dumpty doopty doo through the tulips of life. Uh, life is not a boulevard of green lights. We need, we need to be able to enter into the power of God that is able to say, be still. In the name of Jesus, be still. In the name of Jesus, come out. In the name of Jesus, be healed. You don't have to preach a sermon. One of the worst things we can do when trying to deal with anybody else around healing is to give 25,000 scriptures about why what you're saying is true. The devil doesn't need to be convinced, and neither does God. All he needs to be is obeyed. And we say, in the name of Jesus, be still. And you don't even necessarily have to use volume. You just have to speak with the authority that is given to us in Jesus Christ. I told you about that dream that I had where the guy was coming out of the room all beat up. And I looked at him and I said, say the name of Jesus. It's in you. It's in you. And he, he didn't believe me at first. And I said, no, it's deep in you. And it really spoke to me in the dream. And, of course, then I went further into the dream and I got in this horrific battle with the enemy in my dream. But... There is something about the name of Jesus. And if Jesus is standing up and saying that in this, that he is taking the wind and the waves and they obey him, which means the very elements of life, wind and water and hydrogen and oxygen and all, if he can just speak to that, that same Jesus is what Reg stood up and said. The spirit that did that through Jesus lives in us. It lives in us. So we therefore should be able to, at some point, at the right time, don't go warring at your own charge. You have to be careful. Like Brenda said, you need to hear the voice of God. You need to hear God. But I'm telling you, I think there's a lot of situations where we need to just stand and say, in the name of Jesus, be still, or in the name of Jesus, be gone. Well, it didn't work when I did it. We'll try it again. my life but I was walking around the house and I yelled in the name of Jesus mm. and it broke yeah now I was telling you over in Dominican it hit me really bad I, I, could, I was just in such a state there that everything I thought about was death we're not going to make it back to Halifax mm. we're going to be in a mental institution the whole nine yards mm. and when I got home 
started praying. And this guy had never done this before in my life. I, I yelled, in the name of Jesus, leave me alone. Yeah. And it was gone. Mm. Yes. So I just want to verify what you're saying. But obey the Spirit of God. Yeah. And uh, if I had times of trying to come back at me, but it was broke. Mm. In the name of Jesus, it was. Amen. Oh, God. You're speaking my language, right? I mean, it, it, there is, that is, and I believe that there is something, there is something, and I'll tell you something. When I get this, when I get this, when I get this, look out. I'm getting it, and I'm going to get it, but I'm telling you, God made a promise about this place. And we're not going to be a bunch of seniors going off silently into the night. That is not God's idea for this church. And I believe that somehow, through crook or crank and however it's going to happen, we're going to get to a point, and I'm going to get to a point, where I can say to what's coming at me, in Jesus' name, no. And God is working through stuff, and we're going to get there because it's a journey. It's a journey, right? It's something we have to go through. But in this situation, when you look at it, Jesus, those disciples, and we often think it, we can do it at the end, Brenda. We can do it at the end. Um, those dis it's very often when we get in situations like this that we think, well, God will save somebody else, but he won't save me. It's very easy to believe for somebody else's healing. It's very easy to believe for somebody else's things, but when it comes to my storm, God isn't going to bring me through my storm. And it's not uncommon. You might as well accept it. It's there. Don't try to hide it. And bring that to the Lord too. And say, Father, here's what I'm dealing with. But it's so interesting at the end of, at the end of it, they said, who is this man? Like, who is this man? And there's something about what we believe about Jesus will be revealed through our storms. And sometimes what we believe may not be good. It may not be the most uplifting thing. We may find very deep cracks in our faith, very deep crevices uh, in our faith, in our belief and, and stuff. But storms will show us that. And it's not so that you can go away saying, well, I failed the test and I guess I just give up. No, we bring that brokenness to God. We bring it to the Lord. And what they thought about Jesus when they got in that boat was different than what they thought about him when they got out of that boat. And the storm that you're in and the situation that you're struggling with and the impossible thing, when we finally go through that experience of God, and I think God would let you know if it's something that you just have to struggle with the rest of your life and that's just the way it is. I think God would let you know that. He let Paul know. He let Paul know that whatever that was, you're going to have to deal with it for the rest of your life. Um, and, you know, if that's the case, then you go, okay, Lord, thank you. But I think there's a situation that when God works through your impossible thing, you're going to think differently about Jesus than you did at the beginning of that thing. And we just pray today, Father, shh, come with us in the, in the journey. We're I you're in the boat with us. Like Jesus is in the boat with you. 
and that impossible situation. He's in the boat with me and my impossible situation. He's in there with us. And it is his desire to calm the storm. It really is. And what's so incredible about this situation is that, and I'll end with this, but these disciples had no faith. They had no faith. It was gone. They were terrified. God calmed the storm anyway. God calmed the storm anyway. And because why? Because he loves us. He loves us. And if all else fails, I'm trusting in the unfailing love of God. That even if I am weak, he is strong and he's going to protect me and he's going to get me through somehow. But there's something, I can't get it out of my spirit, there's something about the authority to simply say the word and it is done. There's something that God is saying about that. There's something that he's making a promise to us about that. There's something where he's saying, that's where I want this to go. That's what I want this to be. That's what I want this church to have the authority. And that's what he wants you and I to have the authority in. Because you know what? We're going to need it. We always needed it, but we're really going to need it. And to be able to stand and say, in the name of Jesus, go. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Not like some, like I said last week, Harry Potter wand. But, or spell. But because it has authority. It has authority. The name of Jesus has authority. And he fought, Jesus fought tooth and nail to get that authority. And went down into hell and endured whatever he went down there to do to take captivity captive. But he came up and he was in a fight down there. And he took it with force. With force. And so that we could have it. And I'm through living below our calling. Living below our calling. And how do we do this? How do we... How do we rise up? Well, the only thing we know is what Scripture tells us, the name of Jesus. And then we have disbelief. Well, we confess it. And then you come and ask God to help you with it. And then we come together as believers and we say, yes, we're going to do this and we're going to give this another shot. And we're going to keep going. But I believe we are living below what God wants us to, to experience and below what Jesus died to give us. And I guess this week, God is just saying the only thing he's put his finger on is disbelief. It seems he has put his finger on disbelief. So we need to talk to God about the areas of disbelief. And for God to give us strength and to give us courage and to give us this adamant spirit that we're going to believe God regardless. Because I don't know if you've given up on something. I don't know if you have had a situation where you just think it's impossible and that's all, that's all it is. But God is saying to us this morning, no, 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 no. This isn't over. This isn't over. Your situation isn't over. And I can work in it. Zechariah 2 and 8. After a period of glory, the Lord of heaven's armies sent me against the nations who plundered you. God is talking about Israel here. He's talking about Israel being plundered. For he said, God said, anyone who harms you harms my most precious possession. So if you're thinking you deserve what you're experiencing, or if that somehow God doesn't care, he's saying that you are his most precious possession. We have been grafted into the promises of Israel. Thank God for Israel. And if God wasn't true, Israel wouldn't exist anymore.
but it does after 2,000 years. And he has grafted us in. And the fact that Israel is here proves that everything God said in his word is true. And that what he said he was going to do, he's going to do. So you can just nestle in there amongst Abraham and Noah and Isaiah and all those guys. You can just nestle right in there because you, you are in there. God puts you in there. And you can nestle right in amongst, you know, Jacob and Benjamin and all the different tribes and just tuck yourself right into that incredible, powerful voice of God that says you are mine and you are my most precious possession. And stand in that. And don't let anything tell you that it's not the truth. So, Father, this morning we pray. Dad, I know it's not finished. I know. I know. I know you want to do so much more. You're, you're putting it in us. I can feel it. And, Lord, I just pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father God, I pray against those impossible situations this morning. And we just say in the name of Jesus, be gone. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, we break through the mountain. And I see you just carving a path through the mountain, just splitting the mountain in two and just carving a way through it. That, Father God, just like you did with this, the, the Red Sea with the Israelites, that you just parted that thing and you just sent them through. And, Father, I know that you want freedom this morning, power this morning, deliverance this morning strength and faith and overcoming and father we say come holy spirit fill us anew and afresh fill us this morning with the knowledge of our lord and let us walk in that authority father in jesus mighty name in jesus mighty name amen 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 brenda There was times in my life that I couldn't pray. People would say, just pray. I was so broken, I could not pray. Yeah. And um, Ron Cannoli, the gospel singer, yeah. had a song, When You Can't Think of the Words to Say, Just Say Jesus. Yeah. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. Mm. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. Mm. And so... For anybody that might be feeling so overwhelmed with their problems, just say, Jesus, he knows what mm. we're thinking. He knows what we're going through. He knows the answer. And sometimes, just like you said, you don't have to have long words. Mm. But Jesus mm. is all we need to say. It's a prayer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. That's all Peter said. Anyone feeling anything else? Tony, you got anything? Okay. Okay. Well, let's, uh, George. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Lord, we pray. Lord, we pray. We pray for George and the, the PSA situation. And we pray, Lord, for your hand to move. We pray healing in Jesus' name. We simply say it, Father. Healing in Jesus' name. Be healed. Father God, and we leave it up to you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Offering.
Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give back. We give back because, Lord, it's the right thing to do. And you have given to us, and we do it as an act of worship and an act of trust and faith in who you are and that you will take care of all of our needs. In Jesus' name, amen.